Welcome to a Skyrimatic podcast where I will discuss my adventures and misadventures through Skyrim. Join me. Add your stories. Add your tales. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. And I didn't adjust my mic, and it's way below my face. Ah, we are back. Skyrimatic podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure the number is myself and Marcus is here. Yeah, hi guys. And uh, Colin, uh, Colin, Colin has some noisy neighbors going on, so uh, we'll we're gonna yell at them at some point. Uh, we'll probably get into a little roundtable feedback and just general uh, general stuff. Uh, this is the Stardew Valley podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> I put like 40 hours in the Stardew Valley in the past week and a half, <laughs> but but these things happen, and uh, or we could be the Division podcast. You've been playing some of the Division, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've sunk about two days' worth of my life into Division so far. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, weird. I had picked up Stardew Valley uh, a while, like last year, sometime. And it was sitting on Steam. I think I tried it, and then didn't really get into it, and then. Uh, I think I'd uh, I'd played the uh, I was playing a little Skyrim last week in between playing Hitman and stuff, and uh, I was like, yeah, let me try uh, Stardew Valley again. Somebody had mentioned it, and I'm like, yeah, let me let me give it a go again. And then I just kind of got hooked into it, uh, and, and kind of uh, interrupted my kind sacred sacred trials on Skyrim. I'm still in the middle of that. All right. <laughs> I was kind of halfway through it, and then I'm like, uh, Stardew Valley. <laughs> What's Stardew Valley about then? It's uh, it's a top-down. Um, I think it's an indie game, but it, it basically you you have a farm that you have to manage, and there's a little mm. mine. It's it's a very uh, simple game, but uh, mm. it's one of those ones that kind of just hooks you in. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. like, oh, I got to get my crops. Oh, I got to feed the chickens. I got to go mine. I got to you know deliver something to somebody in town. Uh, all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. It does seem all like right, there's okay. an underlying, actually, like, dwarven mythology underneath of it also. All right, okay, cool. I, I might have a look at it at some point and probably get completely sucked into it like you. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things where you get completely sucked into it and be like, oh, God, where did, like, oh, wait, I gotta, I gotta get these crops for winter ready. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, somebody on the Facebook group, like, kind of speaking of that in Skyrim terms. Um, somebody was mentioning about, uh, it might have been a topic like two weeks ago or so, I don't know. Like having the, um, what are they called? Oh, settlement building, like in uh, Fallout 4. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I like, I don't know. I'm sure it, it would be nice as an option, but I'm like, uh, it, I don't know if it works for the Skyrim, like not Skyrim, but the Elder Scrolls type character where you're, a hero adventurer as opposed to somebody trying to survive, you know, post the apocalypse. Yeah. I think they probably have to change the narrative a little bit just to try and fit it in. I don't think it would be quite the same. Yeah. Because you're trying to survive in fallout four. You want, a, want to establish a town or a city or whatever, or mm -hmm. a homestead of some type, some type. Whereas in the elder scroll series, it's generally, you want to stop whatever, um, whatever big bad is coming down the way or or just mm. go and adventure in general 
So that, yeah, everything's no. a little bit more established in in that sort of uh, universe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know how it would be to be completely tied down to a settlement like that. Mm. I think it has its good points and its bad points. I think it'd be nice to have something like that at some point, but I just don't know whether or not it would appeal to me in that sort of context. Yeah, I didn't do it much. I did a little bit of it in the beginning of uh, Fallout 4, you know, before it got, like, with the cages and all that other crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. I did kind of the basic settlement stuff. I think, it, like, the basic settlement stuff would be good. Like, it would be a basically uh, an upgraded version of uh, Hearthfire or something like that mm. where you, you could build instead of just a house you build you know something like like, like a keep or something yeah like that. yeah like the orcish strongholds or something like that you mm. know kind of like nothing too huge but a little bit anyway where you have something to go back to I could, yeah i could actually i could see that working in some way where um you would use that and it would unlock special abilities or something like that yeah yeah that that would actually be pretty cool and mm. you could have some kind of trade going on depending on where where the series went or whatever mm. oh i forgot to mention this episode is brought to you by uh the generous fellows uh, we did a did a beer exchange with uh plug and play podcast <laughs> with zach and tim i did anyway all right and uh this is brought to you by the vortex ipa <laughs> that they sent me so <laughs> where's mine if i could send one through the, they sent me like an amazingly great selection of beers from the west coast of the u.s yeah. uh like large bottles not like uh you know whatever 12 ounce bottles or whatever but like mm. big big bottles and i'm like oh man <laughs> this, this is dangerous <laughs> yeah i can imagine mind you though i don't think i'd be feeling like um <laughs> feeling like drinking after after last night my, my dad's 70th birthday so yeah you're still feeling yeah. last night yeah yeah just just a little bit um a little bit tender still <laughs> <laughs> but it's like uh you know mead skyrim uh they, mm. you know works works well works well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but uh next week is going to be the finale of the round table um the current one where we uh, defeat Alduin eventually, and uh, you know all is well in Skyrim after that, unless uh, you haven't finished the Civil War, and then all's not well because uh, everybody's still at war. Yeah, I, I, I finished Civil War off. I think that was the first thing I did with my uh, my my roundtable character. Yeah, I did too. And usually, I I I don't usually do the Civil War all that often, and uh. I went through it stormcloak wise this time because I don't think I've done that. I think I did it the first playthrough I did was a uh, stormcloak mm. because I was like, oh yeah, yeah that that empire, oh this this Ulfric guy, he's a good dude. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait, wait. What, what, what you don't realize at that point is, is that, that both sides are very gray. Yes, they definitely than black and white. The whole entire thing is is quite bad in some in some respects. But yeah, no, I, I'd never actually done the uh, civil war aspect of it ever oh no yeah so uh i that was the first time i would ever done it was uh for the round table character i've probably done it uh three or four times it's it's not one of my go-to quests for sure mm. because it's so much uh go from place to place kind of stuff yeah you know hop here hop there um 
go find a carrier there. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's very, you know, if you're fast traveling, you'll miss a lot. And uh, if you're not fast traveling, it's really tedious. <laughs> it's, yeah, I noticed that you were hopping around all over the place. And uh, the, the only good thing about it is with being a room mage like my character was, um, there were when you were doing clearing out all of the holds and stuff like that, um, I uh, quickly figured out where all the spawn points were for um, for the soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where so they pop up. Yeah, I, I would li- yeah, I'd literally just just be turning left, firing one out in front of a door there, <laughs> and then firing another one out in a door over the other side, and then just <laughs> kicking between the two, and you were just seeing people drop left, right. Oh no! Oh, that's right. You were doing the runes, also. Like I was, yeah, yeah. I kind of stole mm-hmm. it from your character, and I was like, "Man, these runes are fantastic." <laughs> I'm gonna see you for plagiarism. There, you know what? There were times <laughs> where I would lay runes down in places, go away, and come back, and they would explode on people. Mm. I was like, "Man, they last." Like, that is great. They do. <laughs> yeah, you put enough of them down in a rough area, and then you can just draw people in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It definitely helped. Uh, I did use them in the uh, spoiler alerts. I already finished the final battle <laughs> in Sovngarde. Shock horror. Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, because it's like it, it, everything kind of rolls into each other at the very end there. Mm-hmm. That that quest line. So um, I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta finish this. I can't, <laughs> can't leave this, or the quest is gonna break, and then it's, it's gonna be a mess. But. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I uh, I finished up, and I with Alduin, I laid down a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, runes, and uh, you know when he lands there at the bottom of that bridge, the spine bridge mm-hmm. there, and uh, everybody's down there. It's that was quite helpful, although it didn't damage him all that much. I'm playing on legendary, so it didn't really dent him all that much, considering. No, it's literally like trying to take on. Well, a dragon with a toothpick, really, at that point, isn't he? Just slowly chipping away at a scale at a time. Yeah, very, very slowly. You know, and I have the, uh, uh, I took that perk where it doesn't do all the damage at once, where it, it's over mm. time, and uh, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't really. <laughs> it's not really a next stage up, is it? Yeah, no, it's, it wasn't really helping with that battle that much, but it was a fun mm. battle nonetheless. I always liked that one. I wish you could spend more. You know, I've never really explored Sovngarde. If there's any like thing hidden in there, chests or anything like that, I've I've never even looked it up. I don't think. I'm trying to no, remember. no, that's I, true. I don't it's think there's anything. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's anything there, but uh, yeah, other than some special uh, foods or whatever. Mm. Uh, there's like the what the ox leg or something like that in the uh, hall of the hall of valor. All right. And uh, I can't, I don't really remember it very well. I've only ever sort of played that last bit like twice, to my knowledge, if I can remember. Yeah, afterwards, you pretty much can decide to just head back or hang out there. But if you hang out there, there's not really a lot going on <laughs> in Sovngarde, honestly. It's just, no, a it's just a couple of dead nords floating around and that's it. Chang at you then. Yeah, I was hoping for maybe a cave there or something to go through, but uh, yeah, no, it's just it's just basically the crew hanging out and and that's about it. Mm. <laughs> Nothing special going on. 
Oh, well, could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it could be much worse. I, I always, I, I like the uh, main quest quite a bit, uh, but it's another one that I don't get to as much because um, I like playing without the dragons quite a bit. Mm. Because it, it, like, if you're going to travel, it just, um, you know, it definitely eases the travel. You don't get stuck battling a dragon for like two hours. Mm. Yeah, you're trying, especially uh, yeah. with this character. I'm not, um, not fast traveling, so uh, yeah, I just get stuck. You, you would get stuck with like three dra dragons on your way from like uh, Windhelm to Markarth or something like that. Yeah, I must admit, I did notice that with uh, with no fast traveling in my roundtable character. I, I got accosted a lot more especially by dragons but um also vampires and stuff like that oh yeah the vampires yeah yeah mm. i haven't hopped into dawn guard yet I, I don't know what i'm going to do with this character i might retire it because uh, it's like so high leveled it kind of mm. uh you know everything gets a little too easy at that point yeah so i, I might retire it for whatever we do next we were considering doing mm -hmm. some of the uh, quest mods and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I, I think I'd probably retire mine and um, leave Skyrim for a little while, because obviously we've got the roundtable coming up for uh, Fallout. So, yeah, yep, the Fallout Four roundtable is coming, or it, four, and then they were talking about doing something, maybe New Vegas after that. I think. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I might leave it alone for a little while and then probably get stuck into the divisions again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was thinking about um putting enderall on my um legacy skyrim on the pc all right and so i could so i could hop into that because i don't really use that anymore anyway mm. um so i figured you know it'd be worthwhile to do it there so i can check that out at least mm. and i think we were talking about doing some quest mods and stuff like that coming up in the next uh not really a round table but kind of like a, a, a round table light will be done because that uh, really andrew is the one who can make the round tables work because he's very organized <laughs> yeah I mean, he is pretty organized i must admit yeah, so it'll but, be more um, loosey goosey round table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, round round table light, I like that one. Yeah. Half, uh, half the alcohol and content. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There'll be way less organization. Um <laughs> But we can use the character generator, which is fantastic. I love the character generator, by the way. That is fantastic. <laughs> well, second generation of it's gonna crop up at some point in the next month or so so awesome uh, so uh both the fallout and the uh, skyrim ones are all going to get updated and i'm actually looking into um creating generators for all the other um skyrim and uh fallout games as well at some point oh really oh nice i really want to get yeah, back so i'll into... put them all up together because uh, i want to get back into oblivion again I, I did start it recently on my uh, Xbox One. Probably wasn't that recent, but I, I started on my Xbox One a while back. But I think I'm going to start it over again because, uh, yeah, I don't remember where that character is. 
but uh, I really love that uh, game a lot. It's so hard in Oblivion to jump back into a character that you haven't played for like months. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it, it's really a lot harder than it is in Skyrim. Actually, yeah, mm. I, I agree. I I feel like I whenever I have like a long layoff in Oblivion, I have to start over completely. Yeah, just because I don't know, it's not as fluid leveling up as it is in Skyrim. So no. if, you, if you don't know where you are and what your character is doing or what spells you you have assigned to the hotkeys and all that stuff, you're like mm. completely lost. <laughs> yeah, I also find as well you, you have to get used to the, the flow of the fighting again as well because in Oblivion it's very slow. Oh, yeah, it's it's quite different. Yeah, it's not as fluid. It's not as smooth for sure. And I use I use the archery a lot in it still, which is really clunky in Oblivion. Oh, god, yeah, I remember archery. That was painful. Yeah, it's not Actually, easy. Be... <laughs> yeah, but the um, the spells and stuff like that were really good in Oblivion. But the the implementation of some of the um, same sort of thing as archery is really hard to sort of aim. Uh, long distance targets oh for, god uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the spells were great though you're right this the spell like spell crafting and all that kind of stuff in oblivion was fantastic it was immense I, I just don't see why they um i think they lost something somewhere where it went to to skyrim because um it just didn't feel quite the same didn't feel quite as like uh in, not as much depth to a lot of the uh, the crafting side of things, yeah, I agree. Because the um, the way you could do spells and that, and, and even with the where you didn't have to sheathe your weapon to do a spell, mm. was really nice. You know, it, it was just something. It just added a little bit to the game uh, because you weren't constantly having to switch mm. just to cast a spell. You could do it while you were, you know. What? Oh, tell me this is... Okay, sorry. I thought GarageBand wasn't recording for a second. I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at it. So it's uh, fine. But, uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I really liked how you could use the spells, you know, you could cast your healing or whatever, and you didn't have to switch from your weapon to the spell itself and all that. You know, it was, it yeah. was, it was very simple. And I, I think that and making your own spells, and although I think enchanting was a lot better in Skyrim than it was Oblivion. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I think they they did get a better use of the enchanting in in Skyrim. Although that uh that chameleon enchantment in uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah where you could basically just like walk up to people and do whatever you wanted and nobody saw you. Yeah, no, I, I must admit, I think my uh, my missus, she she did that in one of her playthroughs. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is just stupidly OP. Oh, yeah, yeah. The chameleon was like way, way, yeah, ridiculous. It, You know, I would say it's like the uh, archery in Skyrim. Because the archery yeah. in Skyrim is way overpowered. I mean, I love it, but it is like ridiculous when you're one-shotting stuff you know what i mean but uh mm. 
I would say that it was similarly similarly overpowered in that way. Yeah. Because you would put on that chameleon armor and you're just like walking right through town and nobody sees you. (laughs) Yeah. Just walk up to someone, you know, steal their sword from their hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hit hit them with it and then walk (laughs) off. You know where it's great? Uh, Because the... uh, the oblivion uh the oblivion gates get a little you know after you've closed like 45 of them they do get a bit tedious i will have to say um Mm. so if you're either really fast that have that high acrobatic skill or you have the chameleon armor you can get through those things super quick yeah because you just either five minutes isn't it just go from straight straight from point a to point b and then just close the gate and then go (laughs) yep that's it you just sprint to the top Mm. take the sigil stone and go or what was it the sigil stone that was up there or was that the alien ruins ruins i forget but you whatever you close the gate and uh that's it you don't have to kill anybody you just blow through it (laughs) you're done in like two minutes and it's all good Because there was only a certain number of those anyway, so the pattern kind of repeated um, when you did those anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I must admit, I, I, I never really enjoyed the Oblivion Gates. Yeah, I think they're fun, like, when you do the first couple, and then you're like, oh, God, really? Are we doing this again? And then as your, as your character, you know, gets a little more powerful anyway, they get they do get... You can only get so much loot, and you can't carry everything that's in there anyway because there's so many things that drop things in there mm. that you kind of just have to you have to breeze through it anyway because there's just not enough. You know, you just can't carry enough to get through it. And you don't wait. You stopped moving in Oblivion, right? If you were overweight. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't move at all. So long. Yeah. No, no. I think. Yeah, because you weren't you weren't slowed down. You literally just like you you cannot move. Yeah, yeah. if you're over <laughs> encumbered, yeah, you're like an anchor. You're a boat anchor on land, just sitting there, basically. <laughs> Whereas Skyrim, you can overload yourself. You can be like carrying five thousand, uh, whatever the weight measurement is in Skyrim. At, you know, when mm-hmm. you're supposed to only be carrying two hundred and still be able to walk really slowly. Yeah, you've got the equivalent of ten dragons sat on top of you, <laughs> and you're you're slowly, slowly walking your way back. It only, only takes you about five years in game. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved houses a few times where I've like loaded everything up. Uh, like usually, if I go like Breeze Home to Lakeview, something like that. But man, it mm. takes forever just to go that short distance. Couldn't you call a horse? Uh yeah, if you get a horse, you're good. That is true. Uh, yeah, I probably would have made it a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And usually for me, I usually don't have a horse available unless uh you know I guess you can go to the stables something like that. But uh, if you have a one sprint, it's not too bad. Or you can call that dead horse. I can't remember. What it's oh, Arvac. Yeah, yeah. Arvac's mm. great. Yeah, because you can just summon it. Mm. But in Oblivion, you had the, um, what were they called? Carry weight spells? But whatever they were called, um, where you, you know, you just constantly cast those to 
be able to carry more weight. Yeah, I think there was like um Yeah, they weren't called to carry to weight. Now. They were called something else. I, I can't remember exactly what they were called. No. No, that's, that's going to bug me now. I'm going to have to end up Googling that later. Yeah, I can't remember the name of what those spells were. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, those were great. I mean, they uh, they allowed you to continue on without, you know, usually when you get higher leveled, the master ones were usually uh, pre pretty powerful. So you could, uh, mm. you could definitely you know, carry a bunch of weight and not have to worry about it. Yeah, no. I, I do find it funny in some games. I mean, I, I think there's got to be... I, I like the... Uh, what was it in Fallout 4 in, in Survival, isn't it? If you go over encumbered, you start damaging yourself. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that idea. You can still move, but you're going to get a penalty for it. You know? Yeah. And it seems like a, a reasonable penalty because you're going to be slower and taking damage you know just in whatever way to your mm -hmm. body so it, it, it does make sense to to have that happen that way i, I do like that a lot unless you're dennis and you've got ten thousand teacups and, <laughs> and you're cheating with with a mod yeah well yeah there, there is that <laughs> I can just imagine was he starting off a Boston Tea Party. Oh my god! Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> you could do like the uh, the avalanche of teacups, like the old avalanche of cheese wheels. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, from from sanctuary to um, uh, from sanctuary to Diamond City, just a teacup line going just all the way down. Drop them on down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have them flow right uh, down. Yeah. Drop them off. Uh, what's that one tower where uh, oh, strong is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. The one with the radio, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Drop them off the mm. top of there and just let them go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I, I think we should challenge Dennis to uh, to do a video of him dropping all of his 10,000 teacups off the top of that tower. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And then jump off with your um, uh, oh, with the power, yeah, with, with your power armor, <laughs> and see what happens. Race them to the bottom, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it would drop as one teacup that was a thousand, or I'm not sure. I forget how they do the drops in that. I don't know. I think there's some things get dumped as multiples, and then some get some things don't. Yeah. Yeah, some go individually from what I can remember. Did you ever do the uh, duplication uh, glitch in uh, Oblivion? Oh, what, when you dropped it and... Um... Yeah, and it would just like... Uh, yeah, you, I forget exactly how it was done. But uh, yeah, you could duplicate anything by dropping it if you did some mm. certain thing. Because I used to do it with the scrolls. Yeah, um, my partner. I remember my partner doing it once at least. I used to do it like constantly on the uh, 360 when it came out, and uh, mm. I had that cabin over by um, the Thieves Guild, where uh, was it the waterfront or something like that? Uh, I can't remember. It's like the waterfront area, but there's a little cabin over there. So I would go in that, and then drop the <laughs> and, like a thousand scrolls would slowly billow out. 
It was basically <laughs> like uh, when Andrew tests the limits of how many dead followers he can have <laughs> kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Like it would a frame a second would be happening and <laughs> scrolls like 5,000 scrolls would be billowing out as I dropped one. <laughs> oh dear. May have slowly uh, caused the demise of my uh, Xbox 360 at that time. <laughs> <laughs> they they did hang up quite badly a lot of the time, didn't they? Especially with Oblivion. Oh yeah, yeah, with Oblivion, yeah, yeah. Because at that time, Oblivion was real, like, just map wise was huge. That was cutting edge at the time, wasn't it? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Compared to now, anything else that was out. Yeah, now now you look at it and it's like a drop in the bucket compared to some of the map sizes you see these days. Yeah, that is that's an amazing thing. Some of the map sizes now are like four times that, and it, it's unbelievable. Or things like uh, like No Man's Sky, where it's like limitless essentially, mm. planet to planet, and uh, just completely limitless. Still haven't played No Man's Sky yet. I haven't Apparently played. It's better, but yeah, I haven't played the new update yet. Um, the second one, um, I played a little bit of the first one. I enjoyed it from the beginning, but I mean, I, I can see why people were disappointed with it. But uh, it seems like that those other updates added quite a bit to it. Mm. Yeah, I think I think they felt obligated at that point to try and put stuff in that they'd already promised it was going to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I think that was the biggest problem. Lack of communication mm. and promising more than than got there in the beginning. I mean, because mm. it was, I mean, it's quite an accomplishment what they did, but I think True. they oversold themselves a little bit. Yeah, that's there was what... a bit of sensationalism going on in their own uh, team there that was doing a lot of the. Uh, the releases and stuff like that. I think they just went a little bit too far. Yeah, they got a little overexcited and uh, oversold themselves a bit. But mm. it seems like it's uh, definitely getting a lot better. I, I got to hop back into it again. But that's another one where I feel like now I have to start over because it's like a whole different game. Yeah, no, I can I can understand that. I must admit, it's like um, when I when I started downloading the DLC for Fallout 4 with my with my character that I first started with, I did feel that, you know, I sort of missed some things because I was already that far gone in the game. Ah, uh, yeah. So I, I ended, I literally did end up just, like, deleting that character and then starting a new one up just because I'd got all the DLC at that point. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I might as well run through it now. Yeah, because you... At some point, like if you're far enough along in a character, it's hard to hop into the. You're either over too overpowered or too far along in your own story to have it work. It seems. Yeah, no, I think for me, I think it was just the fact that I was way too overpowered. I could rock up and do automatron, um, without even breaking a sweat. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I literally just yeah. waltzed through it with a pistol. Yeah, because if you're that that powerful, it, it just kind of takes the challenge of the DLC out of it, you know? Yeah. Which is not something you want. That The whole purpose was for it to be a, a challenge again. 
Hmm. Yeah, definitely. So um, what sort of stuff have you... So you said you've finished everything in Skyrim now. You've pretty much endgamed it. Yeah, I... Uh... Well, for this character, I did I did finish the main quest, but I think I'm gonna before I retire it, I'm gonna finish up the mages and the thieves. Uh, I enjoy both mm. of those, and uh, I'm just about finished uh, Kind Sacred Trials. Mm. Um, I did uh oh I <laughs> I started doing these little uh, I did one so far, but these little mini episodes on uh, if you follow Skyrimatic on Twitter, mm. uh on this thing called anchor it's like an app now uh basically you can just do a quick recording of stuff and automatically post it and, you know there's all kinds of options to do with it actually but uh, i was using it for that but uh, i was doing little mini episodes of stuff i was doing i think it only lasts like 24 hours so uh if you follow scaramatic on twitter it's you'll see them pop up there but uh i had uh i had done um what's it called uh, uh Dagon, dagon that quest uh, pieces oh, right, of the past, are yeah. Uh, yeah, pieces of the past, Maron's razor and all that. So, mm. you meet the guy up at the shrine for Maron's Dagon, and <laughs> instead of fighting him, I just shouted him off the shrine all the way down the mountain. <laughs> nice, but he didn't die. Really, he had like a quarter of his life left, so I had to run all the way down the mountain to fight him, <laughs> to fi- <laughs> just to finish him off. I'm like. Why isn't this quest continuing? And then I see the arrow all the way, like all the way down, because that's a really steep climb up to that shrine, and he is like mm. all the way down. And I'm like, oh man, are you kidding me? So I had to run all the way back down the mountain, and meanwhile I'm freezing to death because I'm using frostfall anyway, and I'm on top of a mountain. Oh yeah. So yeah. I I run all the way back down, finish him off, and then run all the way back up. And then kill the two Dramora before I headed into the shrine and uh, killed the other two Dramora that were in the shrine. (laughs) That didn't really work out very well, did it? Didn't work out as well as I'd hoped. Uh, I was like, he'll just be dead. I'll just shout him down the mountain. He'll be dead. I'll loot him on the way back out. And he didn't die. I guess because I was on Legendary, it didn't kill him. I don't know. (laughs) That's quite funny. I was stunned that he didn't die, though. I mean, that's a long-ass way down. Yeah. That, I think that's just a, a testament to how overpowered some of the characters can be at some point. Yeah, yeah. I want, I'm at like level, closing in on level 70. I'm at like 68, 69. I really mm. want to do uh, the Ebony Warrior again. But those like last I've 10 n- levels. I've never done the Ebony Warrior. Uh, it is a pretty good battle, I, I do have to say. It's just those like last 10 or 11 levels to get to 80, 81 are really mm. slow. <laughs> I can imagine. I don't think I've ever got myself any of my characters over level 35, 40, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, see, my first one, I maxed out everything before um, before Legendary, obviously. And, and mm. I went to full 81. And then uh, ended up uh, battling the Ebony, Ebony Warrior there up on the uh, hill. Uh, it, was, it, it was a good battle for sure. So why does he come to attack you, or why do you have to go find him then? Uh, he kind of finds you in town once you hit um, hit that level, and it's like I, he's like I, I think from what I remember, it's been a while since I battled him. It's like kind of a 
he's heard of you because uh, you know your exploits or whatever and he doesn't believe that you're strong enough to beat him essentially kind of thing from what i recall mm. so it, it's that kind of thing where he hears about your reputation and wants to take you on so i think the first time Fair i enough. battled him i killed him pretty quickly but then uh i don't think i was playing on high enough level mm. so i'm I'm going to be battling him in Legendary this time. But, of course, I'll be laying out, like, hundreds of runes all around his body as he, <laughs> as he comes <laughs> running at me. Yeah, just fire. Uh, yeah. That'd be hilarious. Which will be extremely to, entertaining, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to twitch that. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I will. Well, I got to get to... I'm going to start grinding, because I think I'm going to... um. Switch to two-handed and heavy armor because that'll help me level up a little quicker too because I haven't used those at all. So, yeah. But uh, we we actually do have uh, one uh, one piece of feedback roundtable feedback. Uh, you can send that to skyrimroundtable at gmail dot com. Uh, the finale will be next week, and we'll be doing another wrap up after that. Uh, not the week after that because I'll be away, but maybe like second week of April, which I think is the only week I'm home actually. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's, that should be easy scheduling because I don't think I'm home uh, the two weeks after that either. So, <laughs> any kind of uh, roundtable feedback, figure second week of April, and uh, we'll come up with a plan for something else. But uh, this one is from, let's see. I swear I just read the name and now I lost it. <laughs> Jesus. Terrible. You're doing well this evening. Oh, Josh. All right, there we go. I knew I'd seen a name. I'm like, come on now. Hello, everyone. So I've almost caught up as of writing this, currently sitting at level 36, and he's on the Fallen. But complete the Civil War quest line, good idea. So I'll skip, skip season on ending. And won't be killing Parthenex, because who would? Oh, wait, I did. Um, let's see. And that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Azir's alteration is currently 60, block 74, alchemy 30. But after hearing from you guys that the Blue Mountain Flower and Hanging Moss create a potion with high experience yield, uh, I'll try holding onto those two ingredients. Uh, I know the Giant's Toe and Wheat also do this, but Giant's Toes would take much longer to gather. Lots of. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're a little tougher to get. Uh, One handed is 100. I don't think I'll legendary it for a while. Smithing and enchanting, both 60-ish, and have changed it over to wearing heavy armor. Because if I have no penalty for armor, I may as well get the best I can get. Currently using scimitar that Azir acquired from his brother, enchant it with shock damage, but hoping to dual enchant it soon. Spellbreaker is his shield of choice. I like Spellbreaker a lot. Uh, that's I've not one. used that one. Yeah, I use it. Well, right now I have... Uh, the stone with the magic resistance i'm using so the spellbreaker actually gives me like almost complete with everything i've got it almost gives me complete magic resistance nice uh the dry yeah like even alduin was like blasting fire on me and stuff and it was very minimal damage now the things hitting me out of the sky were doing damage <laughs> yeah uh let's see he's completed the companions dark brotherhood uh, Thieves Guild just met Carlia. Digit Quests, he's, uh, let's see, he's done Azora, Periite, Hercene, Clavicus Vile, Hermes Mora, Mayrun Stagon, Meridia. Uh, going to look to do Boethia soon to get the Ebony Mail. 
yeah, that that is the artifact for that. Let's see. College of Winter Holds complete. Dawn Guard, not start it. Um, because you wanted to get the items you receive at as high level as possible. That's a good idea. Uh, Barge College, not start it. Too busy hacking and slashing. So uh, that's where his character's at. Andrew would be bitterly disappointed that he has not started the Bard's College and does not have 75 followers going along with him playing instruments. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel bad for Andrew's consoles. (laughs) Do you reckon they whimper in the corner? Oh, my. Can you imagine the heat that is coming off of those things? That Xbox One's going to go and melt down at some point. Mm. We're going to have to get him a PC. Oh, I know. Really, um, really heavy. heavy very way. powerful PC. <laughs> and here comes Andrew with seven dragons, four giants. Uh... <laughs> and a goat. Yeah. Oh, you got to have <laughs> you got to have Gleda the goat in there. Always. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, does that... tend to play outside the box, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how many different ways there are to play this thing. It, it's it's crazy how differently everybody plays it. That That is one of the most amazing things about the game. It's still at this point. Like, you can hop back in after taking a bunch of time off and just play something completely, completely different. Mm. No, I must admit, there's, there's, there's a lot of scope to it to, for replay, so... Especially with, uh, you know, modding and stuff. And now that it's on consoles, at least in in some capacity, you know, you're not getting, obviously, everything that you get uh, on PC. But, yeah, you can do quite a bit to change your character and change your story, all that kind of stuff. So there's there's a lot of versatility. I'm really glad they... They went and did the uh, mods for consoles. I think that adds so much for everybody who plays on those. Definitely. I think that's opened up my eyes to, to a lot more uh, different gameplay styles and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it, simple things like Ordinator, which can change the perks and all. Just, you know, it can completely, it can make different types of character way more, way more viable than they would have been in the past, you know? Well, my character wouldn't have worked at all without Ordinator, really. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that... Well, I, I probably could have made it work, but it just... I don't think it would have been as fun. Yeah, it, it, well, it adds this whole other dimension where you can really focus on something and make it incredibly powerful. Hmm. So, what what level did he say that his character was now? Let's see. He is 36. 36. That's pretty good. You're so, pretty strong at that point. Pre- yeah, so pretty much as high as I've ever been with any of my characters then. In the 30s, yeah. Yeah, late 30s, pretty much. Yeah, I, I just don't think... I. I've never been one to sort of max out anything. I've just sort of like, oh, you know, I'll finish off the this quest and... Then I disappear away from a game for a couple of months, and I'll come back to it again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then I'll start a new character. <laughs> That's what I really have done recently. Like I'll start a character just specifically to do certain things. 
and that's it, you know, not to go through everything or anything like that. You know, whereas my first one was about just getting to every single thing I could possibly get to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, since then, it's just been, you know, I'm going to start a thief character or I'm going to start uh, this type of character or whatever. That's kind of how I've played it, you know, in the past few years. But uh, this one I've kind of kind of tried to do as much as possible with it because I haven't really done that quite as often as I would have liked recently. Yeah. I, I've tried to just focus each one on certain things instead. So what's your favorite mod that you're using at the moment then? You know, right now... um I mean, obviously, I like Ordinator, but um, I'm running real light on on the Xbox mods. I I, I only have a few, maybe like ten. Um, I, you know, I'm really liking. I really like Frostfall on there. It adds a, a dimension mm. without it being a complete survival mode. Yeah. That I think is really nice. Um. I don't even know. So does it not let you die then? Or is, do you just end up having just negative values up against um, um, stats or what? You do die if you freeze to death. But, uh, you know, I mean, not like a... Um, I would say it's not as harsh as the Fallout 4 survival mode. The one for Xbox One anyway. Um, I know mm. the PC one can be even more, more intense. But uh, the one for xbox one is uh you know it's it's strong enough where it can be really tough especially when you're going to places like hrothgar or uh you're up north trying to uh what's his name the guy on the ice out there (laughs) to to do the hermaeus mora quest oh yeah Yeah. uh you know it it can get really tough in those places because it is apparently really cold there (laughs) and you'll freeze to death who really would have quickly. thought it? yeah <laughs> who would have thought that that would that it would be that cold way up north in the water while you're getting wet but uh yeah but it 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 certainly makes you think and especially if you're not fast traveling it, it makes you plan a lot better that i think that's something that i really like what it's added to my game for sure mm. no it's nice that it adds a dimension like that i think one of my favorite mods um uh, I think is it cutting room floor or something like that, or is oh I yeah, remember if that... where it adds uh, the pieces of uh, quests that have kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah, yeah, I think that that sort of sort of brought out a lot of interesting little side quests and stuff like that. That you you could see the start of them when you were playing the game originally, but now they actually make more sense. Yeah, because yeah, they. <laughs> they're actually followed through with instead of just hinted at yeah or in some case actually not even necessarily started but they the dialogue alludes to the fact that something's going to happen you go to that place and it's like there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah nothing's happening yes it's like oh <laughs> this is disappointing <laughs> uh, oh you know what uh somebody uh what's uh, dire goat on uh twitter he posted something about, he sent something to me about, um, uh, Rorikstead. Mm-hmm. About, uh, there was somebody who did a video about it, how it's 
there's like all this huge backstory to Rorikstead. Like uh, that it's been there way longer than anywhere else in Skyrim. There's a mm. ki- kind of like a uh, dark wizard there and all this kind of stuff. It, it's really interesting. And if you go and explore Rorikstead, you'll actually find all this stuff that's in the video. I'll have to find a link and post it or, or, or look for it next time. But, but uh, yeah, if, it's really, there's way more backstory there than, than you real. And I think, uh, it was because somebody was playing ESO. I guess there's something in ESO that came up about Rorikstead uh, in a mm. book or something like that, and um, it uh, it helped expand on that that story, I guess. No, I must admit, I think they've woven a lot of lore into into the games recently. Oh yeah, very dense. I wish I was playing uh, more ESO and just. Uh, didn't work for me but i i it seems like there's so much added lore in there that, i keep on threatening um one that i'm gonna <laughs> start but i keep on having more and more things to do in real life which sucks so. yeah that's what i feel i feel like i can't put the time that's necessary to get good at it yeah because I feel like that's something you really, really got to concentrate on to get good at. Mm. No, I agree with you on that one. Looking at looking at how it sort of plays and all the rest of it, I just get that feeling that I'm not going to have enough time to play in it. I'm going to end up sort of getting into it for a little bit and then stopping for a long time. And then I'll go back to it and I'll be like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my fear. It, I don't feel like it's something you can step out of and still have any idea what's going on. <laughs> no, I think it's one of those games where you have to dip your toe in every now and then just to keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're you're so far out of uh, what's been going on that you you're you're completely lost. I mean, I still have it for I have it for Xbox One. Uh, I think I have it for PC also, but uh, I definitely have it for Xbox One. So I mean, I mean, I may hop in and try starting over again and seeing in the next few months here but uh i tell you what then if if i get mine for xbox then we we can start together and then we can just yeah because we'll sort of we'll both be lost together yeah exactly (laughs) we can help we can we can be the blind leading the blind exactly (laughs) juan is like the master uh in in our in our crew for sure with eso Mm. I mean, I know Collins played a bit of it as well, but uh, I, I think Juan is like uh, played way more than anybody else has. I think I think he balances his life, you know, between the two. <laughs> <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online and just general life. <laughs> Elder Scrolls and beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that sounds like a really good combination. It is. It actually is. <laughs> <laughs> all righty well um i guess that's all for this episode um touched on some feedback and uh you know if anybody has any more send it in anytime it really doesn't matter uh it doesn't have to be on a specific schedule or anything so if you catch the round tables you know in a few months down the road and want to feedback about it go ahead that's perfectly fine it doesn't have to be on schedule with what we're doing there's no uh 
it's very loose here <laughs> with, with that talk kind about of stuff. yourself dude seriously yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting old so everything's very loose uh <laughs> Is that why you do all your running? Yes, yes. And everything back up. Again. Yeah, I'm trying to be able to still be moving while I have a young child. <laughs> yeah. You hit that point where you're like, my God, what the hell happened? <laughs> but... when, when did you become a climbing frame for children instead of actually a person? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sounds about right. Oh, yeah, I can kick that ball, and then you feel it. Oh, my God. I, what did I, it was a few months ago we, we had set up the basketball net outside, and I was like, oh, it, it was set relatively low. And I'm like, I'm going to dunk on it. And then the next day I woke up, I'm like, my God, why can't I move my arm? Why? And I'm like, oh, that's right, because I'm an idiot. That's why. Because <laughs> I had to, had to do something I haven't done since I was like 25, and... <laughs> <laughs> and tried to you thought you could do it exactly the same yeah i'm like this will go perfectly <laughs> fine nothing could go wrong here <laughs> no no nothing <laughs> but you don't feel that until like a day later and then you're like oh mm. god that was dumb <laughs> yeah yeah i feel that one. <laughs> oh man i've done that a few times <laughs> all right well if uh make sure you check out the other shows everyone uh fallout feed um Let's play Skyrim. Uh, we're coming to the end of the Companions quest line with uh, Victor and his character. Got about uh, seven or eight more episodes to go, I think. Um, not sure what's coming up next. Uh, oh, and Fallout Feed's doing Let's Play Fallout. That's right on the Fallout Feed feed. Yeah, I think I think they're uh, what, Pat's about what, episode ninety seven episodes in. Or something. <laughs> At least 90. By the time this comes out, it might be 95 episodes. You never know. He could drop five in one day. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's coming up on the one-year anniversary of uh, ASA Game Talk over there. I think that's next weekend. And uh, yeah, there's a chatterbox we record once in a while. I don't know. Once a month, something like that. Talk. That's about all we do. Uh, you can check those out over ASAPodcasting.com. And follow uh follow the fallout feed and a skyrimatic on twitter um that usually the shows and stuff uh you'll know when recording live and things like that so and uh look out for the mini mini episodes that might be popping up over there when i remember to do them and uh look out for the stardew valley podcast that i'll be starting next week after i get done my addiction of playing stardew valley <laughs> Stardew Valley Addict Podcast uh, will be coming in a week or so. <laughs> you gonna twitch that? Yeah, yeah. I think the problem is though when you become like when you get engrossed in these games, there's really no time to record about them because you just want to yeah. play them all the time. <laughs> That's why it took to like two years to start uh, Skyrim Addict after Skyrim came out because I was playing it for like two years and had no time to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's see all righty and uh i i did have the closing music and i lost it so we'll we'll pretend it's there and i'll add it in later <laughs> all right later everybody <laughs> bye thanks for listening to this episode of skyrim addict you can find all of our contact information youtube channel information as well as other shows over at asapodcasting.com including our newest show the fallout feed 
Special thanks to Claire Lafar for the show's artwork. You can find her stuff at etsy.com slash myafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And a thank you to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable open and close. You can find him on YouTube or iTunes. Just search Dan Bull. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, later, everyone. Yeah.